Hello, and welcome to another episode of the Profit Minds podcast. I'm your host, Dr. Stephen Kirch, creator of the Profit Minds Growth System, a unique blend of profit growth, productivity acceleration, and building robust business process for scale. In every episode, I interview entrepreneurs and small business owners from around the world with a unique story to tell. You can find the show on YouTube, LinkedIn, Apple and Google Podcasts, Stitcher, Spotify, and more. Hi, everyone. Today, my guest is Sarah Tetlow, CEO and founder of Firm Focus. And today, we'll be talking about productivity around email. Welcome, Sarah. Hi, Steve. Well, or thanks for having me. I appreciate yeah. being here. Yeah, well... I think everybody that has ever watched this um, knows that I'm a productivity geek. So I'm really looking forward to this conversation. Yeah, no kidding. <laughs> but, but, and my story of getting into productivity is weird. And, and I'm sure everybody has their own unique story. And that's one of the things that I love about doing this show is how did you get into this productivity space and, 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 and the business that you're in? Tell us the story. Sure. So growing up, I was always very, very organized. I come from a household where my dad owned his own business. My mom um, did work full time out of the home, but also helped my dad run the business. So she was the bookkeeper and um, the filer and everything. And I am fortunate that I have two parents that are actually quite organized and I have a long family history of entrepreneurs. And so growing up, there was a lot of not necessarily strict regimen, but I remember very, very clearly growing up, knowing what my dad's schedule would be exactly like what time he'd get home from work, what he would do when he got home, all the way up until the point I would go to bed. And then weekends would look quite different. He didn't work on weekends. He didn't do anything in the business on weekends, absent extreme situations. And um, so growing up, I just always had a very good sense of organization, time management, and when I look back at where, from where I am today and what led me here, that's a huge part of the journey. And it's often a part I don't really focus on when I'm talking about what got me here. I kind of jump to productivity for lawyers, but looking back at who I was as a kid, that really is a big piece of my story that I haven't shared very often. So. Yeah, that's, that's interesting because my household growing up was not, well, my dad was pretty well organized. Um, but, but my mother was not. Um, and, and, uh, so it's, it's so interesting to me how we've taken these very different paths through yes. this, this productivity to, 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 to wind up, um, focused on productivity. So, yeah. so you mentioned that you, that you focus primarily on, on productivity for lawyers. You want to say a little bit about that and how did, how did you get there? Why, yeah, so why the lawyers? Sure. Yeah. Great. Thanks, Steve. Let me kind of bridge the gap here a little bit too from the story I just said. So I, from a very early age, wanted to be a lawyer. And I remember this started in second grade and I said, I'm going to be a lawyer. I'm going to be a lawyer. And my mom would say, no, I think you're going to eventually be a judge because you always have to have the last word, Sarah. <laughs> So I knew from a really young age that I wanted to work in law and I ended up going to UC Santa Barbara and studying law and society as an undergrad. 
And I fell in love with the city of Santa Barbara, which actually led me on a little bit different path because they don't have an accredited law school. The closest accredited law school to Santa Barbara is uh, Pepperdine in Malibu. And that's about a 90 minute to two hour commute. It's and a ways. I, I, it's quite a ways. Not You cannot go to law school, work full time and do that commute. And so I ended up taking a different path and still going into law, but I went into law as a paralegal and built a career being a paralegal for law firms from a very small boutique law firm all the way to um, a very large global law firm. And I loved what I did. I loved supporting lawyers. I, in that role, would still apply the skills that I had grown up with, that being organized, having a good sense of project management, time management. And honestly, Steve, I thought this was like what I would do for the rest of my life. I really enjoyed it. And I also enjoyed at the end of the day, being able to clock out, if you will, and then go home and not carry the the weight of the work or the, I still had billable hour requirements. I still had the weight of the work, but there was sort of a separation that I didn't live and breathe it every hour of the day, being a paralegal versus being a lawyer. And so in 2018, um, other stuff happened in there, but just to speed this up, in 2018, uh, there was a shift in uh, my mindset. There had been a shift in my career slightly, and I was doing a little bit different work at the same firm I had been with for quite a few years. And on my commute, on my train rides, I started to realize, okay, where is there a need in the industry? Where can I fill that need? What am I passionate about? What did I love about my old role as a paralegal? What do I like about this new role? And I realized that there was something missing in the industry. Lawyers, not all, many of them struggle with time management, project management, productivity. Part of that is the nature of the work and the billable hour and the stress and the reactiveness. Um, part of it's just not really a learned skill set. And I recognized that there was something I had that I could help many more lawyers than just the ones that were on the walls that I worked with. And so that was when Firm Focus was born and that niche area of helping lawyers with productivity and time management. That's really interesting. Yeah. You know, again, they don't teach you when, when you go to you know, professional school, they don't teach you how to run the business and they don't teach you. And, and certainly they don't teach you how to balance um, work and life, which is from my perspective anyway, I don't know if, if you share that, I'd be curious. It's an important part of being productive is, is figuring out, you know, when things fit in your life so that you have a life. Yeah. yeah, I absolutely agree too. I mean, it all plays a role. We're a single person. We only have so many hours a day or a week or a lifetime for that matter, but there has to be some separation or you'll always be working or feel like you're working. So I think that's a really key point, Steve. And, 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 and that's become a lot worse now with these little <laughs> devices, right? Oh, yeah. That, yeah. that you can be on 24 seven, right? Um, yeah. And, and um, so finding that balance is, is, is huge. Um, so being, being uber productive at work mm -hmm. becomes even more important so that you can, because you can't really be efficient with relationships. Yeah. 
right? Yeah. That that you know, I, I I I've got a schedule to maintain. If I'm if if you know if I'm going to be your husband or wife or significant art other, yeah. right? We we got to do things in, in a productive way, you know. Yeah. Sorry, that doesn't work. My wife and I are going to celebrate 43 years of marriage and. Just doesn't work. No, and congratulations, that is Thank you. huge. So yeah, she puts up with an awful lot of <laughs> anyway. Um, but 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 back to you and and the lawyers. So so where's an area that that mm -hmm. you focus with the lawyers? Uh, one of the things you mentioned early on was was when we were talking before this is about email. Yeah. So I'd love to understand what you do to help lawyers because so much communication. And how do you, how do you, how do you, what's, what's your system there? What does that look like? Sure. And I am going to just tell one other quick story because it does lead into how I got into this even narrow, narrower niche, narrower niche um, of email management. Um, so I started from focus. I was coaching lawyers on time management, which looks different for every client. Some clients start, at this point in their journey and we're working on some variables, other clients are a little further in the journey, a little bit um, more behind in the journey. And so it does look a little different for everyone. And repeatedly, email was a pain point. Email was a distraction. Email was an interruption. Email was a form of procrastination. Email was um, perfectionism tendencies played a role in email and email taking way too much time. And now all these things I'm saying are, are different variables around productivity. You're pro probably also very familiar with Steve. And I kept finding that a rooted issue would go back to being email, being a big pain point. And I was leading a group session. This was in late 2020, had my screen up and my inbox came up and the group went, oh my gosh, Sarah, what what is that inbox and i use outlook and i'm like it, it's out outlook you've never seen outlook and they're like no 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 your inbox is so calming how is that i want to learn what you're doing so i walked away from that session and talk about procrastination i didn't do anything with the question at all i was like i don't know what i'm doing i'm just emailing like there's no hidden secret here but i realized there really was so I mentioned that I have been organized my whole life and the way my crazy head works is very much like things can only happen in time in the future. Things can't happen in time in the past. It's all processes and workflows and systems. And that's what makes you more efficient. And that's what I've done with email. And so after this group came back to me and pushed me to teach them what my system was, I realized I did have a system and it, is largely based on the five D's productivity principle, which says that with everything you do, every action you need to take as a human being. So we already brought in Steve, the idea of work life, and then a balance of that, everything you are doing in your business, everything you are doing in life, you have five choices of what to do to take action. So you do them, you delay it, you diminish it, you delegate it or you delete it. And those are your only choices with everything you do. And so I recognize once I was sort of um, pushed to recognize what it is I do with email is not any different because email is somebody communicating something to you. They want your attention in your inbox 
And then you have similar choices of what to then do with the email. So email comes in in this in Gmail or an Outlook or an Apple Mail or whatever you're using. And it's just a line item. It's a data. It has who sent it and a subject and when it came in. And then you've got fancy stuff that the engineers have built for you, like flags or stars or market is unread. But a lot of times people using email, again, going back to these life skills, we're never really taught how to use it in terms of our behavior. And the engineers who have studied our behavior say, oh, we know exactly what you want to do with email. So we're going to give you these extra tools, those stars, those flags, those marked as unread, those folders, those labels. But no one is teaching you, okay, this is the behavior you're doing. And this is how to then use the technology most effectively for you based on what you're doing, based on the volume of email, based on what project management software or systems you utilize in your practice or your business or your life. And so that's where I come in. So my system is called ART and that's an acronym, A-R-T-T. And I won't go super deep into it, but just to let everyone connect the dots, A-R-T-T stands for Action, Reference, Tracking, Trash. And it's my way of connecting those five Ds, do, delay, diminish, delegate, delete, to what you're doing with email. And then I teach the system and I teach the process. Um, so that is a little bit about email. And it's not all I do. I still definitely coach and I speak under my firm focus umbrella. And then I have this art email system, which is built out as a self-paced course, but I also teach it privately um, but that's the, that's it in a nutshell. And it really, I get really excited talking about it because I, one, I'm so happy that that group pushed me to figure out what it was I did and then package it in a way that I could help a lot more people understand the flow of email better. Yeah, that's, that's very interesting. You know, cause I, I, I teach a, I'll, I'll say a, a similar kind of system, um, it's based on David Allen's getting things done, uh -huh. that workflow, right? Yeah. So, you know, the first question you ask is, is it important? Yeah. And if it's not important, then you delete it. Yeah. Right. So, so it's, it's very much the, the same kind of, kind of thing. Um, yeah. That, that I'm going to pop off for one second, Steve, to show you or show the, here you go. Hey, it's look at that. Look. And so go to Steve, don't read this book. It's too dense. Just go to Steve, <laughs> let him teach it to you. <laughs> yeah. Um, and, and uh, yeah. And, and of course, using the technology, trying to make sure that you use the technology to supplement your mindset around, around how it works. Right. That's, I think that's really powerful. Yeah. Um, you know, and, and creating those sort of automated filters to put it into folders so that you can, I would guess that's a kind of a diminish thing. Yeah. Right. If I think about yeah. it. Um, so I love that framework. I hadn't thought about it that way, but, but it's clearly, it's very similar to the kinds of things that I help my clients with on the, on, you know, on the productivity side. Yeah. Uh, but yes. Um, yeah. Can I had, I yeah. Oh, sorry. Go ahead. I, was I say, had the privilege of, of doing the the uh, David Allen's all day workshop yeah. with him. Um, wow, My how long I don't ago think you can that? even get that anymore. No, I don't think so. No, he's living so. in Holland. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So yeah. So so where is it that um, that people really get hung up? 
in in dealing with their email? Uh, I think there's a few reasons. So one of them is being reactive, allowing email. I have a whole program called Stop Welcoming the Distractions that's not just about email. This is about everything. But Mm -hmm. what I often hear is, and what my professional opinion is, email becomes a distraction for people, but it, it shouldn't be. It can't be. Email cannot control you, and there is a way to control email. And so as a subset to that, turn off notifications. If I were to give anyone takeaway, right? I've got two thumbs up coming from Steve here because it is the simplest thing to do. And I think there's there's a dopamine hit we get when we get emailed. So I think when people say, not everyone, there are people that are like, oh no, no, I have to know when I get emailed. Okay, then your job is probably more of the, the project manager and just or making communication sure or, or whatever, or communication, right? Yeah. right? Or IT or something. Fine. But for the rest of you, I really challenge you to look deep into yourself and say, do I really have to know right when that email came in? So as Steve pointed out already from getting things done, the first question is, is it important? And you have to ask yourself, is responding and seeing email right away the most important thing? Or is finding that focus time the most important thing? And for most of us, it is finding that focus time and not being so reactive to email. And within Outlook, for example, the default when you go into your settings for notifications is it has three settings turned on. It's going to have a pop up on the bottom right hand corner. And that's that thing that pops up that people go, oh, that I don't even notice it. And then I'm watching their eyes shift every time one pops up. It also plays a sound and it has an elephant, an elephant. Oh, my goodness. (laughs) An envelope (laughs) on on your bar. And I actually encourage people to turn off all three. Absolutely. Do not allow those distractions to come at you. So you choose to then go and check email. Um, so that it's turning off notifications so that it does not become a distraction to your day. The other thing about email that I think is a big issue is when people leave emails in their inbox. So leaving emails in your inbox, I like to use this, this analogy. If you picture your physical mailbox and whatever your pattern or, or cadence is for checking your mail, I'm a daily checker, but maybe every other day or whatever, but you probably go out to your mailbox and whatever paper is sitting in there, you grab that bundle and then you go back into your house and you do something with it, right? So if you beg that question, is this important? If it's junk mail, no. And you probably throw it in the recycle uh, container. And then you might have a bill like a, or a bill that you've already paid, just the notice that maybe you file in a drawer or in a file folder or somewhere that you're sticking it because there's nothing you need to do with it. And then what's left is maybe some stuff that you have to do something, a bill to be paid, a magazine to be read, an invitation to look at, um, the catalog for whatever activities are going on in your community. And then you probably do something with that group of paperwork. Okay, for everyone that looks different, but what you don't do is take this whole pile, take it into your house, go through it, and then stick it back into your mailbox. And then the mailman delivers the next load, and then you're now dealing with that volume and then putting it back in the mailbox if you're not sure what to do with it. That would be absurd. And then I like to also compare, if you're using flags or stars, flags, Outlook, stars, Gmail, and Apple Mail, 
that's like you're sticking post-its on it. So you're still putting it back into your mailbox, but you're putting yellow post-its on the important stuff or the stuff that you need to pay. But there's no system there. So likely most people who are following along right now can visualize that that's not what they do with their physical mailbox. And yet if you're leaving emails in your inbox, it is what you're doing with your digital mailbox. And it creates the same overwhelm. We just don't feel it as heavily because we're not visually seeing our mailbox getting shoved with paperwork. But part of my system is, and I think part of your system too, because it does come a lot from David Allen, make those decisions that touch once when you can you touch it you make a decision if it's an easy yes or that easy throwaway let's take care of that and then what's left digitally is the stuff that might require a second look or a second touch because it's that delay or that diminish or that delegate or something in between so right yeah no that's that, that that's great i mean one of the questions i i frequently ask my clients or people that i'm talking to you know about email productivity and, and things like that is, is, you know, do you actually think that the person who sent you that email is sitting at their computer waiting for you to respond? Mm -hmm. No, I don't think that. No, of course <laughs> not. Nobody does. Right. Yeah. So, so why is it that you treat the email that's coming in as if they are? Yeah. Yeah. And this, this is a problem, not to digress for a moment, but it reminds me of text messages because I think there's a similar mentality. Now, mm -hmm. the difference is that little device is often in people's hands, but I feel the same way about text messages. Mm -hmm. And we don't need to go down that whole rabbit hole, but um, I will get... I will respond to the text message when it's a convenient time. It doesn't have to be instantaneous. So back to email, same thing. No one's sitting there at their desk waiting for your answer. Yeah. 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 The, the difference that. is that that some people are waiting for your answer to your text message. But well, because but but that's primarily because that's the way we've trained them. Yeah. Yeah. We've trained them to expect instantaneous response. Yeah. It's become um, a synchronous method of communication. Yeah. I'll, I'll, I'll tell one of my favorite stories, which yeah. I think you will appreciate. Um, I recognized that this was the last year I was working at a, at, at a company, the last couple of years I was working at Intel. Um, I realized that my most productive hours of the day were the first couple of hours that I arrived. Mm -hmm. And I think that's true for many people. Mm -hmm. But what I realized was that I was spending that two hours doing my email. Mm -hmm. And so I said, that's silly. I should spend my most productive, my most creative time mm -hmm. working on the things that were most important to me and to my organization. Yep. And so I told my team, I had about 40 people working for me at the time. Um, and I told my boss and all of my peers that I was not going to be attending to email until 1030 or 11 o'clock in the morning. And with the exception mm -hmm. and that, that I would be focusing on those more important things to do. Right. Yeah. With the exception, if they needed something, they had they were sending me an email that needed my attention before that time. Mm -hmm. you know, they should text me or or call me. Right. But otherwise I wasn't going to touch it. And in the last year of working at Intel, do you know how many times it happened that somebody said, Hey Steve, I've got I sent you an email. You've really got to look at this. A dozen max. One time. Once. Yep. Okay. Once. And to be honest, mm -hmm. 
It probably could have waited, mm -hmm. but it was one of the managers who was working for me. So I honored his request. Um, but you know, people aren't waiting. And yeah. The amount of stuff that I got done in that couple of hours, the amount of crucial strategic thinking that I could do during that time. Um, if you're really not decided, and I'd be curious to your, your response to this, somebody suggested, I think it might've been Tim Ferriss suggested mm. that if you're going to delay response to your email, put an autoresponder in mm -hmm. said, I'm, I'm, you know, I look at my email, you know, shortly after lunch and at, at the end of the day. Yep. Um, and I'll get back to you when I, you know, when I can, yeah. um, after that, right. Or, or, you know, at the, during one of those times, yeah. um, something, something like that. It's a really great way to, to train people not to expect instant response. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. And so, your Intel story, it just made me think while you were saying it, you were already building that profit mind. <laughs> right? Yeah. Yep. I was. I was. Um, so um, do you have a, a special offer for the Profit Minds podcast listeners around I around your art? program? Yeah, I do. Sure. So the art um, program, and it is available at artemail.com. So that's A-R-T-T -T email.com. And the essential package, it, it's $159. So it's very economical. That is um, the course, the resource library, which has additional videos. It's also a live Q&A once, once every three to four weeks with me in a very small group setting. And I wanted to give a code for Profit Minds 15 to take 15% off of any of those packages that are on that site. So um, wow. if they want to go to the site, they can see the difference. But just so you know, the essential package is um, the 159. So, wow, thank yeah. you, Sarah. That's very generous. Um, and, and I'm and I'm sure that there are a number of listeners out there that would would love to take advantage of that course. And and I can tell you from personal experience. The first time that you empty your inbox, the feeling of relief that you get, yeah, it is just amazing. So I'm going to encourage all of the listeners to take advantage of this very generous offer by Sarah. Um, really appreciate that. Um, thank you so much. Yeah, and I, um, I do have a saying in the course and in general. So it really is not so much about obtaining inbox zero as it is about obtaining inbox Zen, because you might have oh. one email, 12 emails, 20 emails that are still there, but you are in control. You know why they're there. They're there because I am waiting for someone to pay this bill or sign this contract. And I am okay with it sitting here until Wednesday. And then I might want or need to this person again. Mm -hmm. But that feels like you're not going to lose sight of that versus 2,000, 20,000. The most I've seen, Steve, is 1 million emails in somebody's inbox who took the course and succeeded to get down to a point where she had less than 20 every day because of implementing the system. So um, inbox zen, it really is about inbox zen. As I started the story off with the people who saw the inbox and said, what is that calming inbox. So that's what it is. 
That's yeah. that's terrific. So Sarah, if people want to get in touch with you, what's the best yeah. way to reach out? What's the most effective way? Uh, I'm sure they could send you an email, but... Uh, <laughs> they can, yeah. So um, email, yes. That is Sarah with an H at firm-focus.com. Connect with me on LinkedIn. I am constantly sharing productivity tips there. Um, I've got some complimentary masterclasses coming up in a month or two, and usually I'm posting about those on LinkedIn or they're on my site, firm-focus.com. Uh, so really any of those methods are great and happy to connect with anybody who just wants to even pick my brain for 30 minutes, no pressure at all. Wonderful. And that concludes our show. Thanks to our guest, Sarah Tetlow of Firm Focus. I hope you learned something about email and productivity. You know, I did. Thanks for listening. Thank you. You've been listening to the Profit Minds podcast. This is your host, Dr. Stephen Kirch. Please visit www.profitminds.net for other episodes or to contact me. Thank you for your positive feedback, comments, questions, and for sharing this show with others. Thanks for listening. Have a grateful day.